Barry Weiss makes a claim against the New York Times, but is anyone really going to be surprised by that claim? You'll be shocked as to why our children are getting fat. Actually, you probably won't be. And the media's war against Christianity continues. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you guys had a great night. New cycle, still getting kind of hot. I was going to talk about this yesterday, and I decided to I decided to hold off on it because we just ran long yesterday. So, Barry Weiss, who is, by the way, no conservative. She's not. She used to work for the New York Times. Um, she's written a couple of books. I've, re- I've read one of them. Um, she has a lot of experience at the New York Times, and she has a lot of... Uh, she's got a lot of information about the inside scoop with what the New York Times is about. Well, she made a claim on her podcast the other day that had the media actually flipping out a little bit, and they should flip out. Apparently, what was supposed to happen was Tim Scott was supposed to... Tim Scott is a senator from South Carolina. He had just written a book, so he's kind of doing the book tour. He was supposed to, a black man, by the way, he was supposed to write an op-ed for the New York Times. Well, apparently, the New York Times decided not to publish the op-ed, and they they did something kind of controversial, according to Barry Weiss. Listen to what she says. Again, we're not sure if it's true or not. We have no idea if it's true or not, but it's a pretty heavy accusation. Listen. There was a discussion about the piece and whether or not we should run it. And one colleague, a more senior colleague, said to a more junior colleague who was pushing for the piece, do you think the Republicans really care about minority rights? Wow. And the more junior colleague said, I think Tim Scott cares about minority rights. And then, and here's the pretty shocking part, the more senior colleague said, let's check with Senator Schumer before we run it. And the colleague, the younger one... Now, again, we don't know if this any of this is true, but would it really be a shock if it was? Let's face it, if you look at the mainstream outlets, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, Reuters, the AP, the New York Times, the Washington Post, do you notice they all say the same things always, and it's all based on what the White House has said? This might not be a story except for one little thing. This is kind of illegal. The government can't work with sources, with news sources. We're already looking at the government manipulating social media. It violates the First Amendment, freedom of, uh, freedom of the press. If the government is actually going out there and telling the press what they need to talk about, yeah, that's kind of a big problem. Twitter has also been caught, apparently, um, violating the First Amendment. The United States government, supposedly, we haven't seen the case yet, but the United States government has been working with Twitter to kick people, certain people, conservatives, off of the platform. This is actually happening. There is a a gentleman, I don't know what his name is, I I don't have the letter, I just heard about it today, but there's a gentleman who is actually suing the United States government for getting his Twitter account suspended. 
and the United the Twitter suspended his account because they didn't like what he said about uh, about uh, the COVID nineteen virus. So they suspended his account. By the way, this guy has written three books about the COVID nineteen virus. He's a reporter. He has written three books about it. So this guy is obviously pretty conservative. He's pretty conservative. But they suspended his account. And then he complained to Twitter because he didn't violate any of their guidelines about medical misinformation. What he said was correct information. He threatened a lawsuit on Twitter. Twitter apparently said something that the United States government said he should be kicked off for medical misinformation. And now he's got a lawsuit with the United States government for manipulating social media platforms. This is the only way, by the way, we're going we're gonna to fix all this crap. The only way we're going to be able to fix this stuff is by going in and suing. Do it through the legal system. Now, that, that's going to be the revolution. That's going to be the civil war. It's going to be, one, we're going to leave right-leaning people are going to leave left-wing states like most of my friends have left California. I'm going to leave California. We're going to go to a more conservative state. And lawsuits. This is how we're gonna. This is how you're gonna win. How we're gonna win the culture war. So this guy's doing it. But to sit back and think that I, I I can't wait to hear the evidence. I hope that Barry Weiss decides to talk about how she knows. I mean, she gave an example of a story. We just don't know if the story is true or not. But would it shock you? The government has openly admitted. Uh, Jen Psaki openly said that they were in contact with Facebook and Twitter to talk about medical misinformation. That's illegal. You can't do that. That's against the Constitution. The government cannot dictate speech. But some speech should be dictated because some of it's just really stupid. Uh, Like this next story. A new study found that children are getting fatter. Okay, well, duh. We, We see this. I live with children. I know a lot of children. We, they're all getting fat. Well, this study has decided there is a specific reason why the children are getting fat. It's because of climate change. You didn't see that coming. It could have been one of, one of three th- reasons. Climate change, racism, or LGBTQ plus minus divided sign bigotry. It, it was going to be one of those things. Here's a report on CB, uh, CBS Mornings. This is basically a news outlet that comes on on Sundays. It, it, they basically said today's children are 30% less aerobically fit. That This is from their, their Twitter before I, inter- before I play the, the spot. Today's children are 30% less aerobically fit than their parents were at their age, a new study finds. The study points to climate change and rising temperatures adversely affecting childhood obesity Children spend much less time exercising outdoors. There you go. So what's causing children to get fat? Yeah, hot. It's hot. The weather is doing it. You know what? Listen to this clip. And I'm going to point something out in this clip because not everyone buys this stuff. 
A new study showing how climate change, specifically higher temperatures, is making our children uh, more inactive and more obese. The study published in a journal Temperature found today's children are 30% less aerobically fit than their parents were at their age. Fewer children are reaching the World Health Organization's recommendation of 60 minutes of exercise a day. Now, listen, it has been a lot hotter hotter, and the weather has been crazy, but I think it also has to do with technology, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it's one thing not to go outside, but these kids don't go outside because they can stay inside, <laughs> be on their phones, play video games, and be social without having to go outside and be social. Yeah, this guy, this guy doesn't buy it either. He He's hitting it on the head. He, he He's just, he's like, yeah, okay, it's warmer. Here's, here's a newsflash. Um, it was summer... 20, 30 years ago when I was a kid. Okay. It was summer 20, 30 years ago when I was a kid. And guess what? In summers, it was hot too. And we still went outside. It didn't make any difference. And then what's their excuse in this winter? The winter goes down. People just aren't going outside. It isn't the weather that's causing this stuff. Here's what's causing this stuff. The internet social media, smartphones, video games. How about other little things like the government locking the, locking kids in their houses for two years? How about our education system keeps telling our children that the color of their skin is the reason they are either victims or victimizers? They are less social. They should stay away from each other. What about what about our education system on sexuality? Every time they go in there, they hear about how they might be a boy or they might be a girl. And I kid you not, this is happening. They hear this stuff and then they want to be less social. And then, you know, of course, internet, video games, social media, TikTok, uh, 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 the smartphones. Kids don't need to go outside. Now, here's something that I, I think it, it's kind of, it's important to really get into. This sounds like a BS story, and it's not. It's actually a really important study. And the answer, though BS, it's important to really take this apart and start analyzing a real problem. We have negative population growth right now. We don't have enough people being born. The, the, I mean, that's usually the sign of a sick country, a sick civilization, when your population goes down. It's the first time ever that our population is actually going down. We have huge amounts of drug use. We have a huge, uh, uh, a huge homeless problem. We have a huge mental health issue. We, ought, we have a really high teen suicide rate. Um... And I got news for you. The suicide rate amongst teens, if you think it's high now, wait 10 years from now. The suicide rate is going to be through the roof. It's going to be a crisis in 10 years. Now, why is this study important? This study is important because this is the big problem with leftist ideology. They promote, they do this study, they blame climate change instead of actually looking at the real problems. Why are our teenagers so much heavier than they were? Why are 
13, oh, why is there so much drug use? Maybe we should get to the root causes of the real problems, which, by the way, we don't need to study for. We know exactly why teens are not getting enough exercise. It's a parental, it's parents' fault, it's the school's fault. We're not raising our kids. And unfortunately, these kids who are not social at all anymore, I mean, unless unless they're on their phone or a video game, that's the only social they're, they're having. That's the only social... Uh, social contact they're having is on their cell phone or on the video game with the mics. They don't just go to each other's houses. They don't go outside and play. Sports in the school systems is practically nothing unless it's football or basketball because that's the one that makes money. I was a three-sport letterman when I was in high school. I was constantly in sports. Kids don't do that anymore. And it's sad, and it's going to affect them when they grow up. And then you're going to see high rates of suicide. So I brought this up simply because this is what the left's problems are. When they look at homelessness in San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, when, any one of those places, and they talk about homelessness, they talk about drug addiction, they always come up with the same crap, and it has to be on their own terms. In other words, get, let's spend some money on it, and it will go away. And it never does. This is another thing. Well, the climate, it's hot outside. It's the weather. That's, why, that's what's causing it. Which doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't, it makes no sense. They ignore the root causes of the problem because they want their ideology to use that as proof that their ideology is right. This is an idiotic, idiotic bloody study. It makes no sense. And I'm not even a doctor. All right, let's go over here. Okay, nothing is sacred in the world today. I, I, I really feel bad about this because it seems to me that everybody felt bad about this. So an eight-year-old, uh, according to Fox News, an eight-year-old girl selling lemonade near an Ohio food festival had her operations shut down by local police after they received a complaint. Asa Baker was selling lemonade in an alley outside the business where her father works near the Alliance Ohio Ribbon Food Festival last weekend when she says a local police officer asked her to shut down the stand. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to believe what I'm going to blame on this. So let's get to some of the details of the story. Uh, Baker uh, said, well, they really said that they had to shut me down, but they gave me $20 to try and pay for the permit. So essentially, she needed a permit. She couldn't get the permit because she didn't have the money. She probably didn't think she needed one. So the cop goes over there to shut it down and gave her $20 to go buy the permit. Of course, she just kept the $20. She never bought a permit. The other thing, the 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 managers of the food festival were really conflicted about doing this. 
they did not want to call the police on her. But the investors said, yes, call it. It's money taken out of our pockets. Okay. By the way, it is the same. We're going to get to this. I, I blame one person here. One group of people here. I do not blame. I do not blame the little girl. She's celebrating capitalism. She's trying to make some money. She's going to go far in life. Good for her. I do not blame the managers at the at the uh, food festival. They're just doing what they're told. They had to do it. They didn't want to do it. I don't blame the police. Those are the laws. You have to follow the law. And they're just enforcing their law. They're doing their job. I don't even blame the investors of the festival. They are they have 5 days to make money. They don't want any competition. That is capitalism. Do you know who I blame here? I blame the government. I know, what a shock. They make these regulations. They make these regulations, and this is what regulation does. Regulation never benefits the small business, in this case, the little girl's uh, lemonade stand. It always benefits the big business. And the big business uses regulations to control their competitors. Now I know this is a this is a, a, a Goliath and David and Goliath kind of story and it's an extreme exaggeration. But that's what regulation does. And that's why big companies like Amazon, they love regulation. They have no problem with regulation. That's because Amazon can kill off the competition. They can afford to stay regulated. They've got billions and billions of dollars. The little guy may not be able to afford it. Think about that when you go to McDonald's versus a local restaurant. McDonald's has to follow regulations. McDonald's is a multi-billion dollar uh, restaurant company. The small business has to follow those same regulations. The problem is that small business... They don't have the kind of money McDonald's has. So it's harder for them. And every time they get more regulations, they die out. Most businesses that shut down during the pandemic were family-owned businesses, small businesses. They couldn't afford to stay open. So think about that. So this is a pretty incredible story. Um, this is from The Atlantic by a guy named Daniel Paniton. Here, he compared prayer beads to AR-15s. Rosary, the rosary, Catholic rosary. He was specific. When we say prayer beads, we need to be careful here because prayer beads, Islam has prayer beads. We have rosaries. They're not talking about Islam here. They're talking about Catholics specifically. I'm going to give you a couple of paragraphs of this story. It's just incredible. So here it starts. Just as the AR-15 rifle has become a sacred object for Christian nationalists in general, the the rosary has acquired a militaristic meaning for the radical traditional or rad-trad Catholics. On this extremist fringe, rosary beads have been woven into a conspiratorial politics and absolutist gun culture. These armed radical traditionalists have taken up the spiritual notion that the rosary can be a weapon in the fight against evil and turned into something 
dangerously literal. I love when these guys just make up words. Rad trash. I've never heard of that. What is he talking about? And, and, and I also have to say that I have never had my rosary anywhere near a gun. I have a rosary. I am a Catholic. I have a Bible too. I don't store my, I don't wrap my rosary around my gun. Where do these guys come up with this crap? And the other thing, the other thing, this guy obviously knows nothing about Catholicism. Catholicism is very liberal, actually. Catholicism, remember that turn the other cheek thing? Catholics, fundamentalist Catholics actually believe that. They believe in no violence whatsoever. And they point to that that section of the Bible, turn the other cheek. Of course, fundamentalist Christians and Catholics, they don't quite understand what that means. It doesn't mean accept violence against yourself on any terms. Jesus was not uh, was not a 100% peaceful guy. He was violent too. But these guys don't understand Catholicism or I, I think Christianity whatsoever. Let's continue here. The social media pages are saturated with images of rosaries draped over firearms, warriors in prayer, du- Duval, God as wills it, crusader memes and exhortations for men that rise up and become church militants. Really? You, you see that all over social media, huh? I, I never see it. I, I, I've got lots of people. I, I use social media too, and I, I don't see that stuff hanging around. As a matter of fact, I don't see anybody who, who's really militant. But okay, uh, we'll, we'll take his... But, but that, comes, that comes to a point that there aren't that many. Yes, they're going to be fringes. Okay? But you know who does this, who's really militant about their religion? Islamists. Do you hear... There's nothing about Islamists in this. There was an Islamist, a radical Islamist, that stabbed uh, Rushdie, Salvador, or Rushdie uh, 12 times. Continuing, influencers on platforms such as Instagram share posts referencing everyday carry and GAT check. GAT is slang for firearm, okay? I've never heard that. Uh, that includes soldiers, battle beads, handguns, and assault rifles. One artist posts illustrations of his favorite Catholic saints, clergy, and influencers toting AR-15-style rifles labeled Sanctum Rosarium alongside violently homophobic screeds that are celebrated by social media accounts of thousands of followers. Now, what I love about this is how they just conflate everything. Okay, so you've got... He's giving examples of two people on social media... That I, if this is true, they sound crazy. So, but we got to conflate all Catholics, all Christians into that. We all believe that, right? There's no individual. We got one individual here is just kind of nuts. Okay. And this is, by the way, why we have so many shootings. We're all conflated like this. We're all evil is essentially Christians, Catholics, conservatives. We're all evil. White, straight men. Okay, so you've got one or two people that may have said something, but we all are like that. Continuing, the theologian and historian Massimo Faguli 
has described a network of conservative Catholic bloggers and commentary organizations as a Catholic cyber militia that actively campaigns against LGBTQ acceptance in the church. In other words, we just don't agree with them. Okay, hey, I, I got bad news for you. Yeah, the Christian church, Catholic and Christian churches, they don't celebrate LGBTQ because it's just not part of our religion. We don't. We don't necessarily say that if you're gay, you can't come to church. But as far as gay marriage and things like that, there's there's no there's no campaign of acceptance against LGBTQ in the church. They don't campaign. They just don't agree with it. We can't marry you. Sorry. Get over it. But again, that's violence. These rad, trad, rosary as weapons memes represent the social media diffusion of such messaging, and they work to integrate ultra-conservative Catholicism with other aspects of online far-right culture. You know who's not ultra-conservative and actually very leftist? is St. Francis. Again, Catholic Church, this guy has obviously never been to a church. Catholics, Catholics are actually very liberal. Very liberal. Um, Pope Francis, very liberal. Pope John Paul, pretty liberal. To sit back, as a matter of fact, um, a lot of the popes actually agree with leftist mentality. Pope Francis is a prime example of it. So, uh, again, to say... To say ultra-conservative Catholic is almost a contradiction in terms. You, you, they, Catholics typically are not ultra-conservative. The phenomena might be tempting to dismiss mere trolling or merchandising, and ironical provocations based on traditionalist Catholic symbols do exist, but the far-right's constellations of violent, racist, homophobic, online milieus are well documented for providing a pathway to radicalization and real-world terrorist attacks. You know, here's the thing. I, all right. Um, show me where all these attacks are. They always say that. I mean, Joe Biden says it constantly, almost, almost on a weekly basis, that the biggest threat to the United States is ultra-conservative, right-wing, ultra-MAGA, terrorist attacks. Can you do me a favor? Can you show me any? Can you tell me any? The only one I know of was the riots of January 6th. And we've been talking about that for a year and a half. What other ultra-right-wing, ultra-conservative, ultra-MAGA terrorist attacks have there been besides January 6th? And if you can name it, leave it in the comments because I can't name any. Because there aren't any. Now, left-wing violence, left-wing terrorist attacks happen almost on a daily basis. Go to, go to Seattle. Go to Portland. They happen constantly up there. You've got Antifa. Antifa's all over. BLM is all over the Northwest. And on a daily basis, they're terrorizing people. Now, this is this last section. We'll just I'm not going to read the whole thing. Here's one. The rosary in these hands is anything but holy. You know, anything, any object in the hands of an evil person does not change the fact that that thing has a purpose. A rosary is holy whether or not it's in the hands of an evil man. Maybe that person is just sick. But for millions of believers, the beads, which provide an 
ad memoir. You know, this is aid memoir. This is what trips me out about people like this. They like to write big words. They use big words to make them sound intelligent. The argument is stupid. And by the way, through this entire thing, he really doesn't provide any evidence to what he's saying. He doesn't give us actual examples. He talks about memes and he talks about a couple of guys who post memes. He doesn't actually give us any evidence like where in a Catholic church they're screaming we should be killing gay people. He, he doesn't give any of that stuff. Uh, blah, 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 blah. For a sequence of devotional prayers are widely recognized symbol of Catholicism and a source of strength. And many take genuine sustenance from Catholic theology's concept of the church militant and the tradition regarding the rosary as a weapon against Satan. As Pope Francis said in 2020 address, there is no path to holiness without spiritual combat. And Francis is only one of many in the church officials who have endorsed the idea of the rosary as an armament in that fight. Um, Pope Francis was not being literal. He was being rhetorical. He said we must battle Satan, which in the Catholic Church is, again, not literal. Satan is temptation. It's a rhetorical deal. You know what he never does talk about? This guy's an idiot. All right, let, let's just make that clear. This guy is a complete moron. But one of the things he does not talk about, and maybe if he went to church, maybe if he studied religion a little bit, instead of just spewing crap from his mouth, maybe he would understand um, the rosary is actually quite beautiful thing. The whole rosary is quite a beautiful thing. I mean, it's not a screed of prayers. You say basically three prayers on the rosary. The Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory Be to God. That, that, that's it. It's a beautiful thing, and it's there just like Islam. By the way, he never dicks Islam. Islam does the same thing. They, they have prayer beads. He, they, he never talks about them, and they're actually, the, the radical Islamists are actually killing people. I mean, we just had an attempted murder last week. But they never talk about that. They just talk about how Catholics are dangerous. Why do they do that? Why is Christianity always the one being attacked, but radical Islam is never being attacked? And Judaism is attacked, but they, they try and kind of get around that one. They, they don't like Judaism either, the left, but they can't really attack it because of the, of the, um, because of the Nazis and things like that. They don't want to be seen as anti-Semitic. They, Anti-Christian, they don't care. Because Christianity is the basis for our country. Christianity is part of our Constitution. Even a secularist like Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the Constitution, admitted, well, no, religion is very, the Christian faith is very important, and it is embedded in the Constitution. Our freedoms, the Bill of Rights, these are God-given rights that we're getting. God-given through the Christian religion. All of Western civilization, Western civilization is based on Greek logic and Jude, uh, Judeo-Christian morality. But the problem is the left hates our system. They want to tear our system down. They say this on a daily basis. It's no secret. So, they have to destroy our base, and Christianity is the base, and they want to get rid of it.
So, attack it. Make it evil. Not only attack it, not only say it's bad, say it's evil. This guy's a freaking moron. Okay, so I'm running late. Uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, again, this is going to be on Rumble. You can actually watch my ugly mug talk and it, download or listen to the podcast on wherever you get your podcasts. See, talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm-hmm.